Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Rad Broadcast. I am producer Brandon from the Rob Anybody and Don Show. And I just got to say thank you so much to some of the coolest people that I know. And that has to be you, you guys, the prod heads, the prod squad, all of you loyal uh, Rad Radio fans, Rad the Maggot Army. You know who you are. And if you're new to the new to the club, just know that you're in good company. There's so many great people that have been providing some just positive, uplifting things like on our Facebook page, uh, the, on the Rad Podcast Facebook group. Uh, if you just go up to uh, Facebook.com, search in the search bar, Rad Podcast, it'll come up with a group. Um, and if you just click to join, you're probably already there since, you know, I'm talking to you right now. But if you aren't a member of the Rad Podcast group, everybody is welcome. And it's a, a safe space. And I try to regulate it so that it doesn't uh, focus too much on on a lot of the current events, because I know we are inundated by so much that's going on um, in the world today. And I think that we could all use some joy, right? I think uh, Three Dog Night said it best. We need some joy in this world. And I think that I'm going to focus on the positive stuff today. Um, I did take a week off uh, just because I needed to clear my thoughts. But at the same time, when I just appeal the curtain back a little bit, I do try to give myself a good amount of time to plan for the next week's episode. Sometimes I'll, I'll spend like a a week or two preparing something to get, you know, if it's just like a music collaboration, that's always ongoing. That's like a, you know, a four or five week idea from beginning to end. Uh, But when it comes to, you know, just show content in general, I've been so drained. It has been so hard to find uh, a light in the rainbow, as one listener said uh, on the air recently. And it's so it's, I've been trying to Get my mind right, because if I focus too much on what's going on, I tend to go to dark places and make bad choices. And, you know, I'm not taking care of myself as much as I probably should be. I'm not really, you know, I've I've got like a really weird diet thing going on where I'm not eating too much. Um, not as, not as much as I should be, but lately my good news is recently and over the last week, I've actually regained my appetite quite a bit. So that's good. And the, the sleeping thing, I think everybody is dealing with some sort of sleep loss. Uh, I, I suffer from insomnia sometimes. I'll, I'll, I'll be up for about two or three hours past my bedtime, just tossing and turning or I'll get up and I will work or I will uh, lately I've actually started to journal. I, I pulled out a notebook and I'm just writing free thoughts, you know, freehand, just, just stream of consciousness kind of stuff that just gets me to a, a place where I can actually just relax my mind, but also get things out. Cause, uh, I don't know about you, man. I, I like to, I stew in my thoughts. And sometimes when I do that too long, it's like, you're, you're just, you're overcooking things that don't necessarily need to be cooked anymore. Like boiling meat, you know, i like, you don't need to boil meat for too long. If you're boiling meat, you're doing a lot of things wrong in the kitchen, but uh, that's for another time. Uh, but, you know, so I've, I've been in this dark place and I've been trying to get this stuff all figured out. And, you know, there's a lot of layers to what's happening in the world. And um, fortunately, I've got a really great support group in the people that I work with, uh, the people that I live with. That's uh, my wife, Haley. You know, I've got uh, a bunch of friends that I work with, uh, which I'm blessed to have a job, you know, and there's, there's the layers of, of those things that you're just reminded of just in your everyday life, no matter what's going on, there's something that you 
got to be grateful for. And I'm grateful for uh, my teammates and and uh, some I'm going to share some thoughts here from my uh, partner, Nick, producer Nick, or as Rob calls him, fat producer Nick. He's lost a lot of weight, but, you know, he was a chubby guy in, in his past, but he's a, he's actually really svelte now. He's uh, watching his diet. He's actually an excellent cook, which, uh, you know, it's, it, it, he's just a great guy. And he took me under his wing and he was basically my uh, my conduit to the rad show. I, I was working as an intern and uh, this is well over almost like 15 years ago at uh, when I was working at the our flagship station, 98 Rock. I was a promotions guy just starting out, you know, I'm doing whatever I needed to do, got the lunches, drove the van everywhere. And I stayed after hours because I wanted to be into this business. And it didn't necessarily mean that I had to work with the rad show, but, um, you know, that was like the pinnacle. That was like the job to have. That's prime time. Morning drive is the prime time. And, you know, when you're trying to get into the business, you aim for the big, big show. Um, so I just made myself basically indisposable. I, I, I was there all the time. I learned everything I could. And, uh, Nick got word that I was, uh, stirring some things up and, and trying to go places. And he needed a, a, somebody to take over his spot at the, with the rad show. And there's been various other producers that have uh, been with us, but that's my introduction to the show. And, uh, and he has always provided such wise advice. He's got, uh, just a plethora of not just, um, anecdotes, but he also just really is in tune with things. You know, he's always got this really positive energy, uh, very hard worker, very dedicated to his craft and making the most out of it. But at the same time, he, he's just a beautiful soul and just makes you feel good whenever you're around him. Um, and so he, he kind of sideswiped me with this, uh, email and I asked him if I was, I could share it with, with you because I wanted to, sometimes it's hard for me to take compliments. And that's another thing I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, you know, say thank you more uh, to compliments instead of deflecting and saying, oh, well, you know, that's just, uh, you know, just because that's all I built because uh, that's what this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. Yep. No, I got to start learning how to, you know, be more gracious and, and uh, thanking people for their compliments instead of deflecting because it makes me uncomfortable. So, um, Part of this exercise, I guess, is that I'm going to just read this because I, I want to share just a little insight on to how Nick uh, is feeling, because I think we're all feeling some really intense feelings right now. But just to put it lightly, I'll let the letter speak for itself. Uh, but this email was sent by Nick on the Monday after the riots had started. President Trump had ordered the military to go in and, and take care of business. So it was just a really heavy weekend with all of the, uh, the anger and the, the frustration all, you know, understandably so from all sides. Uh, but it was just a really heavy weekend. And I, and I think that I said something to the effect that I just don't know how to feel. I, it was just such an emotional weekend. I, I cried a lot, you know, it was just a really heavy emotional weekend. So this is, uh, Nick's response to that segment that morning. He says, Hey B this morning, I continued, uh, on my drive and I did something I haven't done in years. I listened to the show live from start to finish, not in the studio working, doing 20 other things, but experiencing it like, like most of the listeners do. I listened to you guys and all of the listeners vent as I was driving through town. All the main exits to downtown were closed. Oh, he was actually uh, out in Cleveland at the time. So he was just driving out in the, the Midwest. He says, I listened to you guys and all the listeners vent as I was driving through Cleveland. All the main exits to downtown were closed and blocked off by the cop cars. 
This was happening at the beginning of the show when you were talking about your weekend and what you were experiencing. Just wanted to tell you that your words moved me more than I could tell you. It's way bigger than I agree with your position because who gives a shit about that? I was driving in my car when you were speaking and my thought was, I am not alone. It's my favorite Brando on-air show moment of all time. Sorry it has to be about something so soul-crushing. Okay, now go write, sing, create something joyful and or absurd so that that can be my new favorite Brando moment. Tag, you're it. Now, Nick, when I first read that from Nick, I actually got really emotional. It was almost like a, a relief, like a, a release of the pressure valve. And just it wasn't like a, I was sobbing like I was just like, oh, this is so hard. It was almost like a, oh, that's just, it feels so good to just relax and let go and just know that we're, we are all in this together, but we're not alone. And and to, to feel connected in that way is something that I think we're all deprived of in a, in a sense, uh, especially, you know, since we've been conditioned to shelter in place and distance ourselves from, from each other and, and create these further divides through uh, these racial issues and, and, you know, all of it. So trying to skate that line of, of keeping it joyful and keeping it real with all these, you know, real life moments. Um, I, I responded to Nick um, in, in the best way I could. And it took me a few days. I, I just didn't know how to respond to, uh, exactly to it. Um, Nick says, I just want, I said to him, I just want you to know that your message did not go unnoticed. It is extremely hard for me to take positive criticism during these times of complete vulnerability and uncertainty. It's even more difficult to accept the acceptance of others. Humans are fucking weird, especially me. And it attempts to break through my insecurities. May I share your message in the next broadcast? And then he, you know, he go, proceeds to, to give me permission. Um, but the, his response to, to to my, you know, self-loathing email or my, uh, you know, uh, exposing my insecurities, he responded with this. Driving across America gave me a lot to think about. Rural areas, nobody's wearing masks. It's like COVID never happened. Urban areas, everybody's wearing them. Red state, blue state, doesn't matter. Example, Colorado. In Grand Junction, West Colorado near the Utah border, it's stunningly gorgeous de desert and mountain terrain. Everybody's spread out, super active community, people everywhere, jogging, hiking, mountain biking, ATV shenanigans 24 seven, but they're doing so on secluded trails, no masks. A little farther east in Denver, equally fit, active community, joggers everywhere. I didn't see a single person not wearing a mask. And as if all of that shit wasn't soul sucking enough, I was in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, when the George Floyd stuff really broke loose. That morning, drive through Cleveland and when you were talking and the downtown exits were shut down it was my first visual confirmation of all the stuff I was hearing about on that note if you haven't seen this Dave Chappelle story from five years ago that a fellow comic shared you should check it out maybe bullshit but it sure sounds like Dave to me I'll get to that in a moment he concludes with saying I uh, remember the world goes to hell for real pe for real if people like you and me quit being people like you and me no giving up aloud, soldier. I've had to give that talk to a mirror a time or two. And, uh, it, you know, it, it still moves me. Just, uh, I don't It helps for me to read these things out loud and share it with people because when I read it, I, I read it with these, with a filter that says, okay, 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 what do you need? What were, you know, how can I be of service? You know, I, I don't really take it in, in a sense. Oh, sorry. Just got an email. No big deal. 
Um, so just to be able to share that, it, it helps me give me perspective um, on where we're at and that we're not alone and that we are equally as confused, frustrated. And, uh, you know, I think as best I can, I, I just have to change my mindset. You know, I have to keep reminding myself to have a positive mindset and just be prepared for whatever comes next. Because, you know, if you ask the universe what's next, it will deliver. So instead of doing that, let's ask for uh, what we have for us today, you know, for right now, what can I, how can I be more present? So I just wanted to thank Nick for that uh, message. And uh, after I, uh, after I put it out there that I was having a rough time, I almost got bombarded in a good way from uh, just listeners or friends, family members who uh, just reassuring that everything's going to be okay and you're good and we're good. And um, I, I just wanted to share another message from a listener who's, who sent this in um, and they are going through similar like confusion that I think a lot of us can relate to. Uh, and they say, I am very sensitive to the energy chaos going around. It really affects my mood and temperament. I feel like it does the same or at least similar to you. I just wanted to drop in and say you're not alone in how you're feeling, however you are feeling. I feel like there's a huge energy shift going on and we're in the brink of change. I also wanted to say thank you for the continuous hard work you're putting in to keep the show going and help keep us maggots busy and full of rad. Maintaining your sanity and the show has got to be a juggle. That doesn't go without notice. Thank you so much for helping keeping my sanity. Uh, they continue to say, uh, they, they wrote back and they said, I, it's hard to even put this all into words. I've never seen so many come together like they are in the streets. And while there's rioting and a ton of damage, there's a, there is still some beauty in that unity of the peaceful side. I keep trying to hold on to the thought of us all being more united at the end. I'm on like an every other day of a mini meltdown. Now, I can relate. That's how basically how I am, too. I feel like I'm going crazy. I'd imagine it's hard for you when you can be yourself, uh, but not completely on the show. I truly hope you can find and keep that balance for you for your own grounding. Glad you listen to your body and what's telling you. That's probably going to be the best thing for us in the end. Listening to ourselves and knowing ourselves more. Sending you peace and love, and you're going through this just as much as anyone else. Give yourself a little wiggle room if you don't feel on your A game. Uh, separate, uh, yeah, and, and I'm just rambling on because I, there, that was the end of the message, and there's just a little bit at the end there that didn't need to be said. But anyways, I just wanted to thank everybody for being so supportive, and, you know, I, I wish that we could all just have one big group hug, and I've been feeling more kumbaya than I've ever felt before. It's just, I think it just has something to do with just that longing for peace and love and harmony and, and everybody coming together. Um, and now it's starting to sound like a John Lennon song. Um, so I'm going to move on. Uh, but thank you so much to everybody for your kind words. And it just feels good to be somewhat normal, getting back to the grind and doing the thing. So I'm going to lighten up the mood a little bit because I posted on our Facebook page uh, on the rad podcast group, uh, just a quick question after the uh the successful spacex launch uh in conjunction with nasa to get the uh, astronauts up there to the space station to test out the new dragon uh, caps uh, the, the the dragon uh, spaceship it was all really cool really exciting super emotional day i don't know if you guys got to check out the uh the, the launch real time but live it was like it was such an emotional moment because it was just after uh, so much tragedy had happened. We'd all we all needed a win. We all needed something positive out there. And uh, this was 
one of those moments. And I, I'm glad that we were able to experience it uh, in our lifetime. Um, but it's a lot means a lot of good things for the future of space travel, especially for us Americans. Hopefully we can all become uh, billionaires so that we can afford that ticket to space, maybe. Uh, or maybe they'll do like some sort of uh, discounted rate. I don't know. Someday, maybe, if we make it that far, right? Um, so I posted a little uh, thing up there because, you know, uh, Elon Musk is somebody that I look up to, I admire. I, it's fun to watch uh, from afar. You know, you don't necessarily want to meet your heroes, right? You don't want to, because you'll end up being disappointed in something. Like they don't live up to an expectation. I just, I feel like Elon is just on an, on another level that you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't play with fire. And I, I just like to uh, see what he's up to. And I'm, I'm very fascinated by his thought process. Um, but I also have always been curious about his sex life. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a dirty dude. I, not necessarily, I'm not dirty. I'm clean, but I got a dirty mind and it goes there quite often. Um, so I, I asked the group, I was like, hey, Elon Musk, is he a freak in the sheets or a dead lay? Freak in the sheets or a dead lay? What kink would he fancy most? Asking for a friend. Uh, so I got some pretty good responses here. And I think uh, I'll withhold my prediction on if he's a freak in the sheets or a dead lay. Um, and, and this is just, you know, per, purely based on your impression of him. You don't even have to have seen him in an interview, but that all that kind of stuff helps. Um, but Lindsay says, I get the feeling he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. No particular reason. Just vibes. Um, and she continues to say his money equals his moves or his kinks doesn't need to work for it. Okay. Yeah. So he buys it and, uh, it, it works out for him. Maybe that's, maybe that's his thing. Maybe paying for sex is, is his thing. Didn't work out too well for Tiger Woods. So he's probably doing it on the hush hush. He's actually not doing it now because he's got a, he's got a baby, he's got a baby with, uh, like, I don't even know how to pronounce the baby's name, by the way. I think they changed it so that it was easier to pronounce, but it's like a, it's like an equation. It's like a physics equation or something. Um, but who is Elon Musk married to? Okay, so he's not married. Oh, that's right. Grimes, the musician. Uh, so based on uh, her, uh, you know, she's a musician. She likes to party. She probably gets pretty freaky. So they might balance each other out if, they, if he is, in fact, just, you know, using his money for his moves. Uh, Katie says, I don't get a, a good feeling about him, but I also would be afraid he'd bust out his Peter Griffin or Stewie voices during it too. So what do I know? So Katie, I wonder if you're just trying to be funny, if he looks like uh, Seth MacFarlane, like, or do you, are you confused with him being Seth MacFarlane? Either way, I get it. And it's funny uh, because it would be funny if you confused him for Seth MacFarlane and that Elon Musk was the guy doing the family guy voices. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think that, uh, you're, you're too far off there. I never noticed that. Uh, Jessica says he's a dirty bird. I think he is more of a pay a stand in while he watches type of person. Okay. Uh, Mike Shin, a comedian. He's been on the broadcast a few times. Hey, Mike, he says pillow talk above most people's heads for sure. If he can put a car in space, he could probably find that G-spot. Amen. You know he could do that. Sterling says, Kinky likes electric charged magnetic nipple clamps. Well, who doesn't? Have you ever tried it? Don't knock it till you try it. It's pretty fun. Shockingly good. Kevin says, with his $22 billion, I'm sure he does whatever comes to mind. You know, money buys it all, right? Uh, John says, judging by his wife's looks, a lot of freaky shit. Now, don't be so judgmental. Grimes might be a lady. She might not even 
like having sex with the lights on. So, you know, you don't know. You can't make those judgments. And he's not his wife. He's she Grimes is Elon's girlfriend. Alex says he would be casual, but procedural doesn't necessarily mean a dead lay, though. He could be very thorough and he has at least some kinks for sure. Yeah, for sure. Rhiannon says, I think he lives to wear an occasional, uh, likes to wear an, an occasional gag ball while being flogged. I've, always, I've been curious about the gag ball. I think that'd be kind of fun. I've been, I've been more curious about the subservient side and the dom sub type of relationship. It's just been something that's, I don't know, kind of interesting to me. The idea, I think, of just being completely powerless and uh, just letting all control go. I think there's something really appealing to that. And I'm going to, I'm going to keep exploring this, uh, this further. I'll report thusly. Tom says, you know, he does some weird shit. None of us even know of or can think of. And I said in response to that, right? Like physics. (laughs) Alicia says he looks like a foot licker, no judging or shame for those that enjoy that, but I can definitely picture him getting slobbery on someone's little piggies. I could see that too. Definitely looks like a toe sucker. You like your toes sucked? I like to suck my. I like not. I like to suck my toes. I mean, I guess I could probably suck my toe, but it's not the same. Like when you get your toes licked and sucked, it's really. It actually feels fucking good. I, I, and I kind of like putting a toe in my. I like putting piggies in my mouth. It's fun. Try it. Don't knock it until you try it. Sarah says a total freak in the sheets. John says dead lay. Did he even inhale that joint? Oh, yeah, because I used the gif of him uh, smoking the joint on Joe Rogan's podcast. Melissa Lockett, uh, Melissa from Sack Spirit, she says, Brandon, are you having dirty thoughts about Elon over there? Sterling says he probably might want Elon boring into him. Ah, I get it, because he's got the boring company. He's building tunnels, and he's going to put a tunnel in my ass. Very funny, Sterling. Inquiring minds would like to know, I said. Plus, it's a fun distraction, and we are big in space, you know. Uh, yeah, so uh, Allie goes on to say, dead lay, probably doesn't eat at the pie buffet and only does missionary. That would be disappointing. Penny says, he's either hardcore dom into edge play on the torture side, or B, full-on sub into breath and electro play. I could definitely see him begging for the violet wand. Have you ever uh, heard of the violet wand? Um, while I'm Googling that, I have actually been, I stumbled onto some like breath play videos on, on uh, adult websites and, you know, choking came up and breath play. And there's like a, the self asphyxiation thing that they do in the videos. There's one where this girl like literally passed out. If she didn't pass out on purpose, then I mean, if she passed out on purpose, then it was really convincing. Uh, but you know, this is something that, that people are really into and obviously people die, famous people die. David Carradine, you know, um, you know, do the self asphyxiation thing. And, uh, I don't, I don't necessarily get the appeal, but man, I just, I kind of want to try it just to see uh, the pass out game. That's the only thing I can think of that I could relate it to, uh, depriving your eye, a brain of oxygen and just passing out. Does that really like add to the effect? I'm just curious. Obviously, it does something for somebody. Um, but the violet wand, moving on, is, uh, oh, it's just like an electrode type of thing that, uh, yeah. Very fancy electric shock machine. Looks expensive. Probably wouldn't borrow one from somebody. Might want to try it out first, though. Hmm. 
thoughts in my mind. Travis says he only gets turned on when you build a working Rube Goldberg machine ending in a successful rocket takeoff. No weather stalls like SpaceX. Google Goldberg, Rube Goldberg machine. Or just think about the first, uh, the opening scene of uh, Pee Wee Herman's great adventure, biggest adventure. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman's adventure. Gosh, I'm going to, I am terrible at the movies lately. Pee Wee Herman's, Pee Wee's big adventure. Yeah, (laughs) we got there. Uh, okay, I think we're done with this uh, stuff. Oh, lastly, uh, Jen says, Pepto-Bismol enemas. I'm frightened by how easily that came to me. I'm frightened to Google that. If that's even a thing, I just, that's something I don't want to see. Um, yeah. Oh, now I got like that chalky taste in my mouth. You know, Pepto-Bismol. You just think about it. It's like, bah, chalk. Uh, so I'm going to segue here uh, to the more joyful part of the podcast, you know, I, I like that um, I can reach out to the prod heads through the podcast group on Facebook, and uh, you know, posit questions or bounce ideas off of. Um, but ultimately, I just like to know what gets you guys going, like what makes you happy, and and I'm curious to to know how you guys' uh, uh, mind work. And so I kept it simple recently, and I just posted a little question saying, "What song brings you joy?" And I got hundreds and hundreds of responses. Uh, and I, I wanted to share a few of the songs uh, with you. So this is going to be kind of like a jukebox session, right? Just uh, sitting around, the, the, you know, kids, a jukebox is what you used to put money in at a bar. Oh, you know what a bar was? A bar was a place that we would all go and gather and have drinks and, and be able to stand close together and, and enjoy each other's company. But that's, that's, let's, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. Um, but this is almost like a, just a, random songs that bring people joy that I thought that would be cool to put together. Um, and I'll play a few of my favorites that, that, that you guys have picked out, um, including a couple of my own. Um, so the rest of this broadcast, just sit back, relax, enjoy some of the songs that these, uh, that your fellow prod heads have picked out. Um, and I'll, I'll pop in between songs just to do a little, uh, you know, disclaimer or you know, I have some thoughts on the next song. Um, I mean, hey, this is like radio. It's just a radio without commercials. And it's just me talking to you about about music. Um, and these are all songs picked out by you guys. And the one thing I'm going to do after I'm done here, after I'm done recording this, I'm going to compile all of this playlist, hundreds of songs on Spotify. And I will share it with you through the podcast group page, through radradio.com, uh, through the description on, the, on this episode. I will make sure that you can get a link and follow my Spotify page, uh, my, the profile, the playlist. So you can enjoy this at any given time. You can, I'll, maybe I'll set it up so we can add to it. I'm, I'm not sure yet. I might keep it locked down so that you're not adding some wa- random weird shit to this uh, playlist. It's supposed to be bringing people joy. So um, I'm going to start it off with uh, Barry Manilow's song. Um, it, it, this, this one's for you. This one'll never sell, they'll never understand. I don't even sing it well, I try, but I just can't. But I sing it every night, and I fight to keep it in. Cause this one's for you, this 
been the best choice for uh, the first song to play on the the joyful playlist <laughs> not knocking Barry Manilow just uh, you know it didn't really start that, that strong um, but I love that song I love Barry Manilow um, like I said I'm gonna have this playlist all available for you to follow and uh, and listen to on Spotify it, it helps if you have a Spotify account I'm not sure if you don't if you're still able to listen to the playlist but uh, I mean it's worth it. it it's it's definitely worth it in my opinion gives you a quite a, a breadth of catalog of music to listen to this isn't a commercial for Spotify it's just something that I use and prefer um, but this one this next song I'm gonna play is actually from a comedian named uh, Reggie Watts um, it's called fuck shit Stack, and this is one of my favorite songs. It used to be one of my favorite songs to play while I was uh, on Fridays, like after the Friday show, winding down, getting ready for the weekend. This was my jam. Right after the show got off the air, I'd play this song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Word. Adjective, pronoun, adverb, run on and on and on, where my gerund's at, parenthetical, uh, shit, motherfucker, ass tits, cunt, cock, motherfucker, shit, ass tits, motherfucker, shit, come on, Shit, motherfucker, ass tits, cunt, cock, motherfucker, shit, ass tits, motherfucker, shit, come on. You take some shit, put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. You take that fuck up off of the wall, put it down on the floor with the shit in a glass bowl. 
What? Yo, here's another little piece of advice. Vice. You take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You gotta fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You gotta fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. It's a stack of fuck shit on top of itself, nigga. I make references to weaponry. Ancient audio, I wear bulletproof vests for no apparent reason other than to create a false sense of importance of which I could never retain on my own. I like to create a buffer memory of incredulity so y'all motherfuckers could never get near to me. I'm a cartoon character. You'll never be able to be like me. 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 I like women. I like women. I like the concept of a woman. I like to take that concept and reduce it to an object. I like to take those objects and put them in my videos. Have them shake the jiggly bits so they look like hoes. I like to take some car polish, smear it all over their asses, and buff that shit out so it looks like fresh peaches and shit. I like to take some more of that car polish and smear it all over their tits and buff that shit out so it looks all sparkly like diamond necklaces and shit. Why? Because huh. I'm a ladies man. A ladies man. A la 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 ladies man. I'm a materialist. I'm a materialist. I'll take a piece of shit car and I lower the motherfucker. Put some 18 inch rims on the motherfucker. Take some neon, put it underneath the motherfucker. So when I roll around this town, it looks like a hover, hover, hover. I like to take a flat panel display monitor. Put one on the steering column. One inside of the glove box. One on top of the dashboard. Two in back of the headrest. One mounted in the ceiling. Two still in the motherfucking packaging on the back seat. So when my motherfucking friends go and sit on the shit and break it, I can honestly say, I just don't give a fuck. You take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You gotta fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You gotta fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You gotta fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You gotta fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. It's a stack of fuck shit on top of itself, nigga. Yo, where my girls at? Where my girls? Where my girls at? 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 Oh, I love that jam. It's like there's no there's no sense to it. There's no rhyme or reason. I mean, there's rhyming and there's some reason, I guess, but it's just so random. I love that guy. Reggie Watts is one of those those comedians that doesn't really ever get a lot of uh, attention, but he's really creative. Super cool guy. If you if you just have some time, I know we all have a little bit extra time these days. Um, go up to YouTube and look up Reggie Watts uh, stand up comedy. There's there's a few specials on there, but he uses a, a looper pedals and and he creates songs. Um, making instrument sounds with his mouth. He does like a human beatbox stuff. That was all him. He, he does all the backing tracks and the vocals and the beatbox uh, using looping pedals. And then he sings the songs over it. And it's all like a part of his comedy routine. It's really good stuff. If you never heard of Reggie Watts, you definitely got to check it out. Um, there's one song here that I'm going to play just a little bit of because I never heard it before, but I had to just check it out. So, uh, somebody recommended this song, Booty Bounce Bopper. Up all night, the pack is in the house. What y'all make the girls do? Wolfpack, make it booty 
bounce popper. Big booty stretch, bitch, let it go. Let it go. Who's back, make your booty bounce popper? Big booty stretch, bitch, let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Do that. Let it go. No hands. Let it go. Who's popping on the hands? Let it go. Off top. Where I come yeah. from, booty bounce. Yeah, that's good. That's just a fun jam. Good beat. Okay, Big Booty Bouncer, that's by The Pack. Uh, this will all be included on the uh, Rad Broadcast Joyful Playlist uh, uh, playlist on Spotify. It's just called Joyful Playlist. Uh, I might have to come up with another name for that, but I'm going to have it all linked over from our page, the, uh, the uh, episode details. Um, and I just wanted to play just a little bit of this last song um, before I get to the last bit of the broadcast here. Uh, because this song is near and dear to my heart, and uh, we're, we're still, I'm still trying to, I'm brainstorming what the next music collaboration is going to be. So uh, if you have any ideas, I have a few up my sleeve that I'm, that I'm currently working on, but nothing really set in stone yet. Um, so if you have any ideas that you want to include or being a part of, if you want to do some sort of collaboration musically with me, I think it'd be really fun, uh, especially during these times. And I think that uh, we could all use it uh, as a distraction. But... Finally, this last song that I'm going to play before I get, I, I, I want to get to the, the Dave Chappelle thing. I totally bounced over that. So I'm going to go back to the, the Dave Chappelle story after I play Red Wed Wine by uh, Red Wed Wine by UB40. Because this song always made me smile as a kid. Uh, it brings back fond memories of when I was, you know, riding around the backseat uh, with my uh, mother and, you know, doing, doing whatever. Just being a kid. It takes me back there. I want to go back. Let's go back. I will be posting this playlist link on the uh, Rad Podcast episode details, radradio.com. I'll do it on the Facebook page as well because we all need some joy. And, I, and I'm really looking forward to putting this uh, list together, this playlist together and sharing for you. Remember mixtapes? Remember putting together mixtapes or I guess uh, more hip for my generation being at 34, uh, the burnable CDs, the mixed CDs that you make for road trips or uh, road trips. Or you just uh, make a mix CD for somebody you like because you think about them and you, you try to pick out the perfect songs that uh, will hopefully get you laid, right? Remember those days? Well, 
kind of feels like I'm doing that today for you. Maybe, maybe it's my love letter to the audience, right? All right. So um, I will be putting that together and I can't wait to share it with you. Um, but Nick, uh, I did read a little letter from Nick earlier on that little letter that he wrote. that was super, super nice. Um, but he did include a link over to a Twitter thread that Kenny DeForest had posted recently um, in response to, uh, you know, the wake of all the racial issues going on. Um, and I, and it's, it's got to take it with a grain of salt because it's this comedian telling a story after the fact that something that's happened five years ago, um, at a Dave Chappelle show. Um, so I'm just going to read it for as it is. And, um, you know, there's no, there's no politics injected in any of my point of views. I'm just relaying information. I'm just relaying the story. I'm just, I'm just a storyteller here, people. Um, and I'm just trying to spread love and peace and, and uh, be as positive as we can. So hopefully this story will help us get through. Kenny says, My coolest night of comedy was when Chappelle dropped by at the knit when Mr. Will Miles and the Clark Jones and I were still hosting. We were back in the back room, and he was in town supporting Kevin Hart hosting SNL. I texted uh, Joey, Joey uh, Lenickel, like, any chance Dave wants to go up? I'm, I'm guessing that's the promoter guy, the guy that runs the club. We start the show thinking he might come. A couple comics in, he sneaks in like a boxer with his hood up. We're in the green room smoking, drinking, and joking. The dude is a machine. Every topic that came up, he had something profound for. We bring him up last. The crowd loses it. He was asking the crowd for headlines to riff on. They toss one out, he riffs a joke. Every topic, he immediately had a perfect joke for. Now, this was days after the cop that choked Eric Gartner to death in Staten Island. Was not indi- he was not indicted by a grand jury. Protests, etc., were all over the city. Tensions were high. About 15 to 20 minutes into his set, he asks for another topic. And someone shouts, police brutality. He pauses and says, you really want to do this? Okay. He chugs his Takati and sets it down. Our crowd was always beautifully mixed. The show... The show was started by Hannibal Burris, so it's always had a black base, but it's in Williamsburg. So there were always hipsters of all persuasions and, amazingly, people from all over the world. We always had global tourists, which I thought was incredible for a free bar show. So Chappelle starts talking about Eric Gardner and watching him get murdered in cold blood on camera and how it makes him scared for his children. I remember he said, I thought body cams would help, but what good is video evidence if y'all don't care? A clearly privileged white girl, she had a white, wide-brimmed felt hat, shouts, life's hard, sorry about it, and it takes the air completely out of the room. A collective gasp. Chappelle zeroes in on her. What did you say? She repeats it. Chappelle starts going in. He starts educating the crowd on history of black people and the police. He talked about slave patrols and Rodney King and Watts and Emmett Till and Black Wall Street. He talked about Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, and he talked about John Crawford III. If you don't remember John Crawford III, Google it. It happened right around the time of some higher profile killings, but it's as awful as anything you'll see. He was on the phone in Walmart and picked up a BB gun that was for sale in said Walmart and was just looking at it. Some scared guy called the cops and this officer comes in and doesn't even bother saying drop the weapon or hands up and just guns him down. The security footage makes it plain as day. The footage will make you sick, disgusting, and outrageous in every conceivable way. 
Chappelle then tells a story about getting pulled over in rural Ohio where he lives. This is before the Crawford shooting, but after Ferguson, so racial tension is bubbling. He said, I may be white on paper, but I'm still black, so I'm nervous. He says the cop approaches and he, hand, and he can tell I'm nervous. I have both my hands on the wheel and I say, officer, my license and registration is in the glove box. I'm going to reach for them now. I promise I'm not armed. I could tell the officer was offended that I was nervous, he said. I know you are Dave Chappelle. And I said, so why do you need my license and registration? He gets off with a warning. The twist? The same cop would go on to murder John Crawford III. His takeaway? I shouldn't have to be Dave Chappelle to survive police encounters. He goes on to explain that one of his best friends in South Africa. He said, I asked him what it was like in South Africa right before apartheid ended, and he said it was chaos in the streets. There were riots and car bombs, but the amount of people caring hit critical mass. And there was nothing they could do to stop it. The people had momentum and apartheid ended. Critically, critical mass. That's what we had to hit. Once enough, if you care, there will be nothing they can do to stop the change. It was incredibly powerful. The crowd was somber and silent. After the show, we're in the green room. Uh, they come back and say, that dumbass white girl wanted to talk to you, but I told her you were busy. And he goes, no, bring her back. So the promoter leaves and comes back and wide, with wide brim hat girl and her friend. Hat girl is humiliated and her friend even more so. Hat girl speaks first. I just wanted to say I'm sorry for what I said and thank you for educating me. I was ignorant before, but I want you to know I learned from you tonight and I won't say things like that anymore. Chappelle responds, you're okay. That's all we can ask. No better, do better. I want to thank you for hearing me and listening. That's your role. And now you know, now you're part of that critical mass we talked about. And next time you hear a friend say something, some ignorant shit, like you said, it's your job to correct them and share with them what you learned tonight. Then you're no longer part of the problem. You're part of the solution. She starts crying and he pulls her in for a hug. It's okay. You're part of the solution now. Do you want a picture? She says, really? And he says, of course. Friend, get over here for a picture. The friend approaches. They take photos. He hugs them both and reiterates that it's okay just to be part of the solution. Sends some on their way. Class. I couldn't believe what I witnessed. He changed everyone in that room that night. 200 plus people became part of the solution if they weren't already. Even a privileged girl in a privileged hat with a privileged mindset. Point is, it doesn't matter what you thought before, you can always change. And you can always become a part of the critical mass, trying to push this shit forward. All you have to do is care. And allow that care to become education and action. I've been sitting on this story since January 19th, 2015. I wanted to respect his process and not burn any material for him. But since he's released hours of material since then, I think it's safe to say he won't be using any of this because he's a genius who can just come up with more. That's powerful. And it's just more evidence that there's good out there. 
And if we can all rise up and be part of the solution, everything's going to be okay. Thank you for joining me this week. And I look forward to having more fun with you and let's be a part of the solution. Namaste, bitches. The Rad Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast.